Good morning. It's Victory 91.5. It's Rise and Stein. Ray Haynes, our general manager in teaching on the Feast of First Fruits. And also Pastor Don Allen mm-hmm. has, has made it into the studio this morning. It's Good Friday. It is the beginning of uh, a big weekend. And, and it's, an, it's an exciting weekend because not only do we get to mm-hmm. think about Jesus' death and resurrection, but it's exciting because of the number of people that will be coming to church that maybe don't know Jesus and and will have the opportunity to hear the gospel presented in a clear and concise way and given the opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Pastor Don, as you go into today, uh, where where's your excitement level? You know, I, I'm just so blessed that I was driving and, and I, you know, I have an appointment this way and I thought, well, I've got to go by the station anyways. And, and to hear the revelation that's coming from what Ray is sharing, it made me realize that that same joy that, that we feel when he just shared something I've never heard before with me mm-hmm. and we were off air, but it was like, okay, that's a study I've got to do. We get to share that same revelation with others and they're going to go, he's really alive. Mm-hmm. That's the joy of this weekend mm-hmm. to say he's no longer dead. He's alive, just like he said, mm-hmm. and to watch people grab that. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Hey, man. Part two of First Fruits. Yeah. And when, by the way, uh, you can listen to all of Ray's teaching on Victory on Demand, but we just posted up the blog for today's Feast of First Fruits. And that's at blog.victory915.com. And we'll post that link at the Risenstein Facebook page. You know, as we go forward, can we just keep that as the undercurrent with what Pastor Don was just saying? The issue is he's alive. Mm-hmm. That is the issue. So, you know, I, I was confident I was a Christian before I got saved. But that was the issue. Is he alive in you? Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about the resurrection. So now we left when he, of course, he dies on the cross. There's an earthquake. Things are cracking. And, and he says, it is finished. Mm-hmm. Now, it's finished on this end of the dirt up, mm-hmm. up here. But below, he's got three days of something to do. And, we, you know, I read you all those verses, truckloads of verses. So now we're just going to kind of put them together and try to figure it out. Because you don't have, like, the guide to what Jesus did in the grave. There is no detailed discussion of that. So you kind of have to just put all the pieces together and just try and kind of figure out what in the world's going on. So mm-hmm. at this part, you kind of have to kind of, this is a bit of speculation or this is where you kind of put it together and say, okay, I can see this happening or I can understand it because the whys, the, all those kind of things, that just lays there. Mm-hmm. So, but we know this, he's on a mission. Mm-hmm. He's got a 4,000 year old promise. Mm-hmm. He's going to keep that day. Mm. So imagine Eve when she saw him walk into that dark place. Where, I mean, you think about this, 4,000 years, she has been waiting after the, possibly the worst mistake of any human being in history that condemned every person uh, to be in Hades. She is probably not the most popular gal there. Adam, probably not the most popular guy. So this failure for 4,000 years has to be the only thought in their brains as they, walk every, as they watch every new person come into mm-hmm. Hades condemned to to this place right so everybody recognizes her and adam they're the cause of every death 
But now he comes in. He said he would crush the snake, and now he has. And it's a redemption. You know, we celebrated Passover, the woman lighting the candle, because he's redeemed her. And so for this first moment here, he walks in, and death, for the first time, no longer holds victory over her. <laughs> How good is that? There's a new garden, and only one tree, <laughs> and no serpents. So now all that's left isn't really a sermon by Jesus as much. Now, if you go into a Jewish synagogue, it's not like our modern-day sermons. You don't have a guy up there preaching. They do it a little differently. It's much more of a discussion. That's just this conversation. They'll read a scripture. They'll talk a little bit, but then they have this conversation. So you imagine Jesus begins to tell the story, but everybody else there has a pretty good take on the story, right? Mm -hmm. So the room is filled with prophets who declared 353 distinct prophecies that Jesus fulfilled. Some, I, I, I can't pronounce the number, but it's one over 80. I'm sorry, one over one with 80 zeros. That's the odds of one person fulfilling 353 prophecies. Mm -hmm. wow. It's a ridiculous number. I don't even know if a mathematician, even, they even have a, a word for that number. So John the Baptist... He said, Behold the Lamb of God who's taken away the sin of the world. Mm. He's down there. He's preaching. Adam and Eve, they walked with him in the garden. They recognized him. Moses, that was the one that made his face glow. Shadrach, he walked with us in the fire. You can hear the sermon just begin to rise up from, from the depths of Hades. Mm -hmm. As one by one, they begin to recognize him. David obviously would remember this vision because they, his words, they pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Isaiah had said he was born of a virgin. He saw that vision. He has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've all turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jeremiah would say the Messiah would be born of a virgin, a descendant of David, both God and man, and would make a new covenant. And Jonah would talk about being dead for three days too mm -hmm. <laughs> and coming back to life to preach repentance. So there is a three days there where, you have the, where it says Jesus has gone to preach to the dead. And so this, I, what I would say was, would be this three days of recognizing, mm -hmm. recollecting and looking back from saints, from millions of saints who had died in faith, but without knowing Jesus in that sense. I think the thing what you're saying there too is right. They, they had never seen him. They had yeah. looked for him, but they'd never seen him. But imagine that moment all the way back to what you began to say in the beginning. Eve had walked with him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has looked forward to him, but instantly she recognizes him. And she thought she would never get to walk with him again. And then he reaches out his hand, and I'm just, just imagining the moment, and he says, do you want to dance? He's come to walk with her again. How awesome that we celebrate a God who wants to walk right into our lives today with a hand extended, inviting us on the walk of a lifetime. 
And there's no reason to keep Jesus away at this point. He has, he's not only died, I mean, he's not only suffered, he's not only done everything, but now he's gone back and said, all right, we're going to set this right. Three days, millions of souls who've longed to worship him can finally do it. Can you imagine Moses' wait for this this moment? <laughs> to uh, he, he He's about to walk in the promised land yep. for the first time. <laughs> but eventually it has to end because Jesus has a job to do. He's not just Jesus. He's the high priest. He is the high priest, not the one on earth. He is the great high priest. So here's what Ephesians 4 says. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What, and this is still the verse, what does he ascended mean? Except that he descended to the lower earthly regions. He who had descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Mm. So it's the feast of first fruits. Every family brings a portion of their harvest to the priests. It's forbidden to eat from the crop until a portion has been offered. You can't eat it. You can grow it, but you can't eat it. you got to wait for this moment. The priests have all got up early. They've gone into the fields to offer the wave offering. They hold up sheaves of barley, and they wave them towards heaven to thank God for his provision that will come this year. They are standing there in great faith that a harvest is about to come. Yeah. Mind you, they killed Jesus three days earlier. So... It's kind of a mixed blessing for them. The saints of old are the first harvest, right? Jesus is the first, and he brings the saints of old. They have been waiting for this moment when they could walk with God in their purpose, in the promised land. Mm -hmm. They've been holding on to the promise. Now they've met the promise. Now he's going to take them out. And when Jesus steps out of the grave... The gravestones, and we've seen all those. There's a lot of graves on the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm. And now imagine all those graves beginning to shake. And you're standing there with nothing but barley in your hand. Wow. And this is not, keep in mind, this is not walking dead. This is not scary people coming up. This is glorified saints that you can recognize but have got to blow the minds of every single human being in Jerusalem on this day when they're out standing with barley in their hands. And I'm, I'm just picturing when we were standing, <clears throat> standing on the Mount of Olives mm -hmm. and looking at all of those graves in the Kidron Valley. It's like you are outnumbered every day mm -hmm. by those graves. Mm -hmm. Thousands upon ten, tens of thousands of graves. And you're standing in the middle of that waving barley, mm. saying, God, bring a harvest. Wow. I, I think just, just as when you were teaching on Passover and people were hearing about the, the plagues for the first time, the significance of the plagues, and they're calling up and saying their minds were blown. I, I think this is just so fantastic mm -hmm. that that you're sharing this because I'm I, we've never heard this and, and I'm sure many people listening have never heard this